Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marriage Rescue Institute podcast. I'm your host, Mark Riley. So glad you took the time to stop by and join us. Now, let's jump into the episode. I remember watching that movie, I don't know if you've seen it, called What Women Want. Now, I think it came out back in 2001, and basically the movie chronicles a man by the name of Nick Marshall, who's played by Mel Gibson, who receives a fresh perspective on women after a fluke accident. And by fresh perspective, I mean that he has the ability to read women's minds. Sounds fascinating, right? Okay, when I first saw that, I have to tell you, it, it kind of, at first I was like, oh, that'd be so cool. But there's there's a scene in the movie where he's literally, I think walking through a mall or you know through a crowd and he just starts hearing everything. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't want that. But in remembering that movie, it caused me to kind of dive into this episode today. And I basically titled it, What Wives Want But Won't Tell You She Needs. You ready for this? So there's going to be 10 of them. So they're kind of not probably not as cool as if you remember David Letterman, he did his top 10 list. But 10 different things that wives want, but they won't tell you that they need. Now, it doesn't mean they don't know but sometimes they don't know how to verbalize it. So guys, we're gonna help you out on this one. Okay, the first one is security and protection. We all know that the world, especially these days, is uncertain and unreliable. And your wife needs you to create that culture of stability, a place where she can rest from the world's craziness in your marriage and in your home. Now, obviously, your wife wants you to protect your marriage from any outside attacks, you know, whether that's obviously physical, you know, harm or whatever. But it's not just the physical attacks. She wants you to fight for your marriage, to put the safeguards in place from maybe what seems like harmless uh, flirting with other women or from kind of the the garbage that's on the internet that wants to really kind of disrupt the, the intimacy that is in a marriage. She wants you to protect not only her physically, but she wants you to put into place the security and protection for her emotionally, for her spiritually, for her intimacy, and to provide that safe place for her. I had one of my mentors, he used to live down in Florida, uh, and he's unfortunately passed away. But when he was uh, down in Florida, and we talked one time, he said that every couple of days, his wife would go to the beach. And, you know, she would kind of go there. And when they had kids, she would take the kids. But he he said he wouldn't go, that he would stay at home. 
which really threw me off because I'm thinking, okay, I'm I'm puzzled here. Why would you choose to stay away from the beach? I mean, there's sun, there's sand. I mean, maybe there might be a couple sharks, but it seems pretty harmless. But he explained to me why, and I'll never forget this because this is just one example of providing security and protection for your wife. He relayed that the reason why he didn't go to the the beach was because at the time he struggled with lust and protecting the purity of his marriage meant more than a few hours of relaxation. Now that's called fighting for your marriage. Number two, undivided attention. Okay, husbands, your wife needs your undivided attention. What wives want is to feel valued. Making sure you focus on her is a huge component of feeling valued. But guys, you need to know something about undivided attention. The word undivided means not divided. And I know a lot of you right now are thinking, hey, thanks, Captain Obvious. Appreciate that one. I probably could have pulled that from breaking that that word down. But most husbands don't understand why their wife doesn't feel valued, even though they sat on the couch together for three hours. Here's why. Just using that example, you stared at the TV or your phone most of the time while occasionally nodding your head, pretending to listen. Now that's called divided attention. Guys, you're not spending quality time with her because you're in the same general area. It doesn't work that way. That doesn't count. It's not about proximity. It's about posture and attitude. When your wife speaks, look at her. Eye contact says you're valuable. Now, your wife may not tell you this, but she needs undivided attention, and she should. If you don't turn off the TV and put down the phone when your wife speaks, you're just sending your wife a signal that is saying your relationship isn't important and you could be sending the signal of you want out if that continues. So be intentional. Number three, Open and honest communication. Now, most guys, I think, would agree, oh, yeah, I want open communication. But there are some guys that don't want the honest communication because sometimes honesty can have a little sting to it. But generally speaking, guys don't want details. If I'm talking with friends, I don't care for details. Now, if they're necessary for making a decision, by all means, I'll I'll take them. Otherwise, I only need the important stuff. Your wife is wired differently. And guys, I want you to hear that. Your wife is wired differently. When she says, how was your day? She wants the details. It was good. It's more of a slap in the face 
than a sufficient response to her question. Your wife loves you, and she wants to know everything about you, even stuff you consider insignificant. But she probably won't tell you this. If you have been around women for any length of time, when they get together, it's not, oh, you know, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Well, I'm good, but here's, and like, they literally start, there's like, it sometimes seems like there's a 30 minute backstory to get like all the, all the characters in place and, and everything like that. And most guys, we kind of glaze over because, oh gosh, I just, can you just tell me, can you tell me how Sally is? Is she, is she good? Well, you know, I, I, I got to tell you this, there was, you know, she and, uh, she and John had a little bit of an argument and, you know, that argument was because of, you know, he, uh, left her favorite book sitting out on the porch after they were sitting out there. And, you know, I, I just made me realize we don't really talk that much, but anyways, left the book out there and the book, and it just literally starts evolving. And most guys are like, I'm lost, but we hear all the time that communication is you know, one of those key pillars for a healthy relationship. You know, anytime I withhold information from Taryn, whether I'm scared of how she will respond, I want to protect her, maybe would be the mindset, or I just don't have the energy to share all the details. It's going to go bad. And that's one thing that we have set up in our marriage is that foundation of effective communication. I literally cannot state enough the importance of open and honest communication. Even if openly communicating means revealing painful information, your marriage will be better off in the long run. And for many years, I I used to not want to give all the details until I started working on my communication style. It's not that I didn't care to share, but I didn't think, oh, we don't need all the details. Here's the basic information. Until I realized that, yes, they want to know the details, but there's a connection and a closeness that comes with open and honest communication. All right, number four, help with daily tasks. I feel like I just heard a a bunch of women say preach it or cheer really loud. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But help with daily tasks. Marriages don't have assigned tasks. You won't hear phrases like, that's her job in a healthy marriage, or that's his job in a healthy marriage. You've heard me say in other episodes, you guys are a team. So whether your wife stays at home or works nine to five, guys, you need to help with the daily tasks. And that doesn't mean put reds and whites together when you're doing the laundry so you don't have to do it again. Doesn't work that way. Not all women are good at expressing that they want help, but they do. And there's a closeness that can come 
with helping out. It could be folding clothes. It could be doing the dishes, especially if, if you come home and she's in the middle of, of making dinner and then you have the dinner. Hey, honey, you cooked an amazing dinner. Let, let me clean up. Let me do the dishes. Guys, I, I, I know this, this is a concern of y'all's, but getting a little bit of dish soap on your hands will actually not hurt you. So my, my grandma Riley always used to say, you got to love a man with dishpan hands. It's, and it's true. So find out ways where you can come in and help with those daily tasks and help to lighten that load. It's about being a servant. And I think most women would agree on this. Just pick up after yourself. Whether that's a dish or leaving dirty clothes, just put them where they go. Little things like that, little things with helping with the daily tasks can communicate so much more in the long run. Number five, a break. Now, culture places impossible expectations on women. Your wife feels those expectations, I'm sure. She might be completely overwhelmed. She might feel totally inadequate. She might be exhausted, sick or hurting. But she won't always tell you. And if you ask, she'll probably say, I'm fine. Which for any husband, if your wife says I'm fine, I'll tell you right now, she's not fine. Husbands, first and foremost, you should understand the weighty expectations on your wife. Be sympathetic to them. Appreciate and show the gratitude for everything that she does, whether it's raising the kids and taking care of the house or going out and, and working and then coming home and taking care of the kids and doing the laundry be grateful for those things. You have to be sympathetic towards your wife. Just watch her. You know, and that's going to that's going to be a, a homework charge that I would have for you folks. Is just watch her. Study her. When you notice her struggling, step in and give her a break. Maybe there's a, one of your kids is just kind of having kind of having a mood and that's just causing her to her energy to drain. Step in. Give her permission to sit down or get out of the house. I am a huge advocate for women having girls nights. Once, at least once a month, get together with some of your friends, get out of the house and just on and just unwind, but give her that permission to do that. Ask her what needs to be done and then do those things. Number six, and this is a big one, a leader. Now 
I feel like I have to say this because there are some people who are going to be like, well, I don't need a leader. I'm, I'm, I'm strong. It, it has nothing to do with, you know, men being stronger than, you know, than, than women or, you know, the roles. But I wanted to define what leadership is. You ready? It's very simple. One word. Servant. Leading your wife has nothing to do with rigid rules or doing things your way. It's not about control, manipulation, or selfish gain. Husbands, if you use power selfishly, you're going to be held accountable. There's a higher power that is going to hold you accountable for the way you lead your family. Now, if you want to know whether you're leading your wife well, look at whether she lives with courage. Is she unafraid to fail? Is she using her gifts? Now, I would argue to show me a woman who feels empowered and isn't afraid to fail, and I will show you a husband who leads well. Great leaders empower others. Number seven, intimacy. Women need intimacy, but this can come in many different ways. Undivided attention is is one component that we talked about. Holding her is another. Sex is yet another. But husbands, you need to understand something. Your wife doesn't see sex like you do. Guys love the outcome of sex. Women love it too, but they also love the process. One of the big differences is sex for men is mainly rooted in physical, whereas sex for women is mainly rooted in emotional. I tell my clients all the time who, you know, will bring up intimacy and let's face it. Women are like crock pots. You turn them on. It's going to take a little, little bit of time for things to, to kind of get to, to game time. We'll say, but it starts with. I mean, early in the day, sending, maybe sending a text message, sending a note, just calling, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Maybe she has been working a lot of hours and and needs a massage. It starts way back early because they're crockpots. Now guys, we're like a microwave. Oh, yeah. Let's say 30 seconds. Sure. And we're ready to go totally different. And a lot of that comes from the main kind of focus, physical for men and emotional for women. Now, husbands, if you're selfish sexually, your wife will be reluctant to have sex with you. And quite frankly, I don't blame her because that is, is one that is one thing that I have, have heard and I have seen many men use 
as really a weapon against their wives. And they miss the part where there's no emotional connection. And that that's really, really sad to hear. So hold her, caress her, talk to her, you know, about sex, how she's feeling. All of that affects the relationship. Your wife probably won't tell you this, but she needs more than physical pleasure. She needs intimacy. Number eight is thoughtfulness. I don't care much about dates. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, not good with memorizing everyone's birthday. I think I know like five birthdays and one of those is mine. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times Taryn has said, do you know it's so-and-so's birthday? And, and this is, well, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag because I know some of my uh, family members listen. There are times where I, I forget when my sister's birthdays are. I'm not going to lie. I, I just forget. But Taryn never misses a birthday. Her record on remembering birthdays, I would say, is near perfect. Now, guys, you you might not care about birthdays or anniversaries, but you know who does? Your wife does. And I'm not talking about remembering her birthday, although you better remember that. That would be a fatal error if you didn't. This is about pri- it's about prioritizing the birthdays, the anniversaries, Christmas, Valentine's, or any other day she thinks is important. Could be the day that you proposed. Could be maybe the day you met. So find out what those special days are and do something. So for this one, the word is thoughtfulness. More than anything, guys, you know what your wives want? They want to feel valued. And when you prioritize special days, she's going to feel valued. Now, thoughtfulness also includes random text messages, as I said, reminding her you're thankful for her. And you know what? I'm a firm believer that date nights don't stop when you say I do. Plan a date night. And it doesn't have to be, oh, we're going to go out to a very expensive restaurant. Doesn't. You can maybe have friends or family watch the kids and make her a nice candlelit dinner at home. Maybe write her a handwritten note. And I I tell guys that I work with all the time, when was the last time you wrote her a handwritten note? Just saying, Hey, I love you. This is, this is who I see you to be. This is the the gifts and abilities you've been given that I see. Call that out. Cause she obviously needs to know that you love her, but 
she also needs to know that she is thought of and that she is cared for. So date your wife. Number nine, permission to be imperfect. Husbands, you've got to take the lead here. If you never talk about flaws or failures, your wife won't either. But your wife, much like you, needs a space where she can be imperfect. She needs a space where she doesn't have to put on a mask and pretend everything is okay. But husbands, you've got to create that space. Now, this means listening, especially when she talks about her feelings. You might think that her issues are trivial, but you'd be wrong. If you write her off, eventually she will stop sharing and spend her days trying to be perfect. There won't be a a declaration before this happens. I'll just let you know right now. You won't hear, that's it. I tried sharing my feelings and being vulnerable. From this point forward, you won't know how I'm feeling. You're not going to get that. It'll just happen. And if or when your wife does this, your marriage will take an enormous hit. So you need to fight for the space to just recognize, you know what? We are both going to make mistakes. We are imperfect people. And I used to tell this to my kids, and it's a great thing that you can obviously tell to your kids, but tell to your uh, your wife too. I used to tell my kids, or ask them a question, I should say, what could you do to make me love you less? And at first, they came up with a list. And I go, there's nothing. So give that gift to your wife. Make sure she knows that, you know what? If if you make a mistake, that's okay. We're going to learn from it and move on. If I make a mistake, we learn from it and move on. Don't expect her to be perfect. And my favorite one, number 10, fun. Your wife doesn't want you to fly her around the world as much as she wants day-to-day marriage to be fun. Marriage is ordinary and routine. And very quickly, it can settle into that. But it should never be boring. A fun relationship can't be bought. If it could, only a small percentage of couples would have fun. Everyone else would just twiddle their thumbs until they died. How miserable. The key to an adventurous marriage is finding the extraordinary in the mundane. And I'm going to say that again because when I was writing these notes, that really hit me. The key to an adventurous marriage is finding the extraordinary in the mundane. Be present every day. Be spontaneous. And find ways to have fun in the familiar. And look for opportunities in the ordinary. It doesn't matter whether we are grocery shopping, whether we are 
and we did this a little while ago, back to school shopping for the kids for their clothes, or even just cleaning the garage. Taryn and I always have fun together. We always find things to laugh about and we always find that connection. So make it fun. Because fun, I feel, should also really be mixed with flirting. Should never stop flirting with your wife. I really appreciate you guys kind of working through this, my top 10 list of things that your wife, your wife wants, but, uh, won't tell you she needs and maybe listen to this again, or just review it and see where are areas of your relationship that you could apply this. Or maybe as we've been going through, oh man. I've kind of been seeing that in my relationship. It's important to take note of that and then to work on it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Marriage Rescue Institute. Why don't you go ahead and join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash Marriage Rescue Institute. And as always, give a like and follow so you don't miss out on an episode. Steady on.